0: I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I have with me my oldest daughter, Jerry Ann. And Jerry Ann, I sure appreciate you being with me over the last several weeks, helping me teach these lessons on faith and patience.
1: That's awesome. It's what you taught me all my life.
0: Amen. Praise God. And I'm glad to see you living by it Mm -hmm. and glad to see God's working in your life as well. By the way, Jerry has her own ministry. And any of you that would have churches, your pastors, or have conferences that you'd like to invite her to... Please do so. We'll put up her uh, contact information on the screen so you can contact her. She's preaching all over the country. You just got back from Arizona. Arizona.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, That's good. That's
0: awesome. I'm proud of you.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, we're talking about faith and patience, and I'm going to read once again from Hebrews chapter six, verse twelve: "That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises." I'm going to ask you the same question again. Do you want to inherit the promises? Do you want what God has promised to come to pass in your life? Well, if you do, then it requires these two spiritual forces operating in your life. Number one, faith. Number two, patience. What is faith? It's simply confidence in God and in his word and its authority alone. And what is patience? It's being consistent. It's being constant, never changing, regardless of the circumstances. So through faith and patience, you will experience the fulfillment of the promises of God. And then I want to read, we haven't read this verse uh, on the broadcast up to this time since we've been teaching on faith and patience, but I can't close these lessons out without sharing it. It's Hebrews chapter 10 and in verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence with hath great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Now, another word for confidence there in verse 35 is faith. Don't cast away your faith. You have need of patience. What is patience? Consistency, being constant, never changing regardless of the circumstances. So here it is again in the book of Hebrews, faith and patience. And what will they do? They will cause you to be in position to receive the promises. Amen. So faith and patience, say it with me, faith and patience. That's what is required if you want the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life. Amen. That's
1: so good. This scripture in Romans eight twenty five, the passion. It says, "Because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment." Amen. That's so good. Yes. Because you can get to a place where you get really weary. Galatians six nine tells us that it says, "Don't become weary, or let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we faint not." what sadly happens though is a lot of people give up right before the manifestation yeah. or whatever they're believing for and i remember dad telling a story when i was a little girl you want you were in oklahoma city he was preaching there he had to get back to fort worth actually the- i was
0: in denton texas that morning oh, okay. and i had to get back but it's the same highway you go okay, to Oklahoma City. so you're
1: on I-35. Yeah, I-35 North. And he had to get back, I think, to preach that night. Yeah. And the storm came. It was a, I mean, he, you said it was a big storm. People were pulling off on the side of the it's road. One of those
0: storms where your windshield wipers did not know. Didn't good. even
1: help. But Dad had to get back. So he was inching his way down the highway. Yeah. And he said in just a matter of minutes, it was sunshine it just
0: a, broke through it. It was clear skies.
1: And I remember you saying he wanted to go back and tell those people, come on, keep going. Yeah.
0: There were so many people pulled over and it was dangerous. I mean, if I hadn't have been uh, committed to be in that service at six o'clock that night, I probably would have pulled over too. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had to get there. I couldn't, I couldn't delay. I couldn't wait around. I didn't know how long the storm would last. So I just kept inching my way through it. But when I broke through all of that, I really wanted to turn around and go back and say, come on guys, you can make it. It's just a short distance. You can make it. And that's, that's the point that we're endeavoring to make about faith and patience. So many people give up just before the breakthrough is to happen. And I've had the Lord say to me many times, uh, if, if you knew what I knew, you'd be rejoicing because your breakthrough is at hand. Right. Don't give up now.
1: This scripture, I think you can relate to it because I certainly do. This is David talking in Psalms 40, verse one, the passion, it says, I waited and I waited and I waited some more, <laughs> patiently knowing God would come through for me. Then at last, you may be at that place right now, But then at last, he bent down and listened to my cry. He cares so much for you that he is listening. He hears you, but you got to be patient in that waiting process.
0: You know what I would encourage you to do with that verse? It's Psalm 40, verse one from the Passion Translation. We'll have it on the screen, but I would encourage you to take that and write it down on an index card if they still sell index cards. They do. Write it on an index card or write it on a sheet of paper, tape it to the mirror in your bathroom, and when you're getting dressed every morning, read it out loud. I waited, and waited, and waited some more, patiently, knowing God would come through for me, and underline that part. God, knowing God would come through for me, then at last He bent down and listened to my cry. Keep that in front of you. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Keep the word in front of you. And, and it helps you to stay focused that no matter what you're going through and no matter how impossible it looks, you are going to wait. And then you're going to wait. And then you're going to wait. And you're just going to keep on waiting until it comes to pass. So what's, what are we saying? Quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Amen. So listen to this verse in Psalm 30, verse 15. For in thee, Lord, do I hope. Psalm 39, 7. My hope is in thee. Mm -hmm. Now, hope is a confident expectation. It's a confident expectation. And where's our hope? In God. And if it's in God, it's in his word. And how long do we keep hoping? We just keep hoping continually. Keep expecting every moment of our life. Keep expecting that your breakthrough is about to come through for you. Watch this announcement. We're going to be back in just a few moments. Continue talking about the importance of faith and patience.
2: Did you know patience is one of the greatest keys to receiving from God? It's through faith and patience that you obtain the promises of God. Today's special offer includes Dr. Savell's book, Life of Faith, his four-part CD series, Quitting is Not an Option, and Ann Savell's audio CD, Faith and Patience. By applying the principles in this faith-filled package, you will strengthen your resolve for God's promises, develop the power to conquer the temptation to quit, and learn the skills to overcome stress and frustration. You can outlast any challenge and become the winner God calls you to be. Don't delay any longer. Call or go online now to JerrySavell.org and request your copy of the Faith and Patience Special Package. Your victory is on the way. If you stand strong and stay the course, you will see God's favor and blessing. Call or go online now to JerrySavell.org.
0: You've got to get these resources Faith and Patience by Jerry Ann. Quitting is not an option. Four CDs that I taught uh, some time back, and my little book on the life of faith. This is a powerful book, even though it's thin, it's small, but it's jam packed with revelation knowledge and inspiring words that will cause your faith to go to another level. So I want to encourage you to place your order very quickly. We'll me- mention it again at the end of the broadcast, okay? Now, we're going to get back into our lesson, talking about faith and patience, and Jerianne has some things written down that she has learned uh, about uh, faith and patience that has been of great benefit to her. So I've asked her to share them with you right now. So Ann, go for it.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. the last year or so when I was believing God for some things in my life and I I didn't see it happening and I would get frustrated and like, Lord, why is this taking so long? I felt like he gave me these things and I want to share them with you. But before I do, I found this scripture last night. It's Proverbs 28, 25. It says, to make rash, hasty decisions shows that you're not trusting the Lord. Ouch. I've been there before where I try to do something in my own power, my own might, my own strength because I got in a hurry, mm-hmm. because I, I didn't think it was happening quick enough.
0: Impatience.
1: Yes, impatience. But God's timing is the best timing. Yeah. You want his timing in your life. So a few things I want to share with you in that waiting on God, in that middle place that you're at right now in your life. The first one is to remember what dad and I've been talking about the last several weeks is remember that God is faithful to his word. When you settle that down on the inside of your heart, that he's faithful, that he is not a God that he will lie, that he's faithful to his promises, then you can rest in that. You know, when my dad tells me something, when he says, Jerry, I'm going to do this for you, I don't think about it again. Because I trust his word, I believe in him because he's faithful to his word. Well think how much more your heavenly father is faithful to you. So when in that waiting process, when you're like, why is it taking so long? Just remember, number one, that God is faithful to his words. Mm-hmm. Hebrews ten twenty-three, it says that he's reliable, he's sure, and he's steadfast to his promises. The second thing that the Lord taught me to do in that waiting process is recall what he's done for me in the past. If Mm -hmm. he's done something for you in your life and you remember it, then recall that thing and say, oh, wait, he did that for me. Then he's going to get me out of this thing now.
0: Now, I got a great scripture to go with that. Psalm 42, 5. And uh, the King James says, why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Now, the message translation says, When my soul is down in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know about you.
1: That's so good. That's the recalling, it's yeah. the rehearsing what he's done. You now, years ago, I was a CFO here at Jerry Savile Ministries. And we would watch God do miraculous things in our finances and things we were believing for in projects. And I had setting on my desk, this little flip chart, this little Rolodex thing. And every time we came up against a major (laughs) obstacle or some financial need, I would flip through that chart of what he'd done then and what he'd done then. I'd flip it and remember, Mm -hmm. oh, he did this. Oh, we got the engine for the plane here or he got us out of this jam, or the finances we were and I would just flip that chart, reminding myself that if he had done it, then he could do it for us now. So You recall those things that he's done in your life, because the enemy's going to say to you, it's never going to happen. God's not going to show up for you, but I know that he has at some point in your life. That's
0: exactly what David did when he faced Goliath.
1: Yes. What did you say? The lion and the bear. He
0: said God had delivered him from the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will not be any different. Right. So he recalled what God had already done for him in the past and that gave him the courage and the confidence that God would do it again.
1: Right. So good. Mm-hmm. So number one, remembering that God is faithful to his word. Number two is recalling what he's done for you in the past. And the third thing the Lord dealt with me about is worship in the waiting. You know, you confuse the enemy when you worship in the waiting. It doesn't make sense. Maybe you're believing God for something right now. Well, just lift your hands. Daddy talked Mm -hmm. about this on a previous show. Just lift your hands right now Mm -hmm. and thank God in advance. It's so powerful.
0: Psalm 71, 14 says, but I shall hope continually in other words I'll never give up and yet will I praise thee more and more
1: That's so, good. so
0: while you're resting in your hope and staying in faith then add to it thanksgiving and praise because once again thanksgiving and praise is one of the greatest expressions of faith when you can praise God when you haven't even seen anything happen yet when you can offer God thanks when it looks like it's never going to come to pass. That's one of the greatest expressions of faith. I've used this illustration often in a church where I'm preaching. I'll walk over to the pastor and I'll say, "Uh, Pastor, if you told me before I left this service today, Brother Jerry, before you go home, uh, I'd like to buy you a new suit. I would reach out my hand and take his hand in my hand and I would offer him thanks right then. I'd say, well, thank you, Pastor. That's very kind of you. And notice I'm thanking him even before I've seen the suit. And then I always add this. What would you people think of me if I said to this pastor who just promised me a suit, well, pastor, if you don't mind, I'll save the thank you until I see the suit. He has every right to say, well, go on home, boy. <laughs> You're not going to get a suit because you need to learn some manners. And, you know, but we do God that way all, all right. the time. As soon as it happens, then I'll praise you. No, I'm praising I'm thinking that pastor before I even see the suit. Why? Because I'm believing, well, he wouldn't have made the statement if he didn't intend to back it. Right. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing with God. God, you never would have made this statement in the book, your book, the Bible. You never would have made this promise in the Bible if you didn't intend to back it. So I believe I'll go ahead and praise you in advance.
1: That's so good. Yep. Amen. The fourth thing I want to talk to you about is to speak and talk and confess as if that thing you're believing God for is already manifested in your life. Now, I grew up learning this. We talk the word. We know what our confession, I mean, your confession, your words are powerful. Mm -hmm. And when you put those words out in the atmosphere, it goes out and it does what you're speaking it to do. I know of a girl that was believing God to have a baby. She couldn't have a baby, but she kept saying, when my baby arrives, When my baby arrives. When my baby Mm -hmm. arrives, her baby arrived." So I encourage you, speak and talk and confess as if that thing you're believing God for is manifested. You
0: know, uh, I've prayed for a lot of couples over the years that for some reason, medically, physically, whatever, couldn't conceive, couldn't have a child. And I've got, I'm, I'm literally hundreds of testimonies of people telling me after I prayed with them, come in agreement with them, that they did conceive and send us pictures of the child and so forth. But some of them would even do this. Not only would they leave the meeting talking it, but they went home and they started planning for it. Mm -hmm. And they set up a nursery in their house. They bought the stuff. Faith without corresponding actions is void of power. And and, uh, one lady even said, we were believing for a boy and we just... You know, we would have been happy with a girl as well, but we just knew in our heart that we were, our first child was supposed to be a boy. So they decorated the room, you know, with boy furniture and the colors uh, that a, a baby boy would have. And sure enough, they had the baby boy. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was preaching in a full gospel businessmen, and this this uh, goes way back. It'll It'll age me, you know. <laughs> the Full Gospel Businessman in, in Decatur, Illinois. I'll never forget it. And I'm sitting on the front row and the MC of the meeting is introducing me. And he says, Brother Jerry, come on up. And I started up to the platform and this lady stood up and held up a baby and said, Brother Jerry, I have you to thank for this. I said, lady, clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> She's, oh, I'm sorry. She embarrassed herself. She said, we couldn't have a baby the last time you were here and you prayed for us and look, we have a baby. Aww. That's what I meant. I said, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. <Yeah. laughs> well, that's my next point was to plan as if it's already here. Yeah. Plan and prepare that thing you're believing God for is already happening in your life. You don't sit around and like, well, when it happens. No, you take faith steps. Put legs to your faith yeah. and do what you need to do to get yourself ready. Dad tells a story and he talked about his first airplane yeah, on it.
0: That's what I was thinking of.
1: But yeah. he tells the funniest story about believing God for an airplane. But the Lord told him, you want to tell about the hangar? Well,
0: the Lord said, uh, you know, based on Mark 11:23 and 24, what things soever you desire, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And so the Lord asked me one day, he said, do you really believe you have an airplane? I said, yes, I do. He said, then why aren't you acting like it? I said, well, I thought I was. I'm talking it. And he said, well, what do you plan on keeping it? You can't keep it in your backyard. I said, no, I'm going to keep it at the airport in a hangar. He said, do you have a hangar? I said, no. He said, why not? I said, well, I'm waiting for the airplane. He said, I thought you said you believe you had an airplane. So he got me. Mm-hmm. I, he said, Faith without corresponding actions is void of power. That's in the book of James. He said, get get a hangar for your airplane. Well, the airplane hasn't manifested yet. And so I went out to Meacham Field here in Fort Worth. I didn't even know who to talk to. And so I've talked, spoke around, you know, and I said, who do I need to see about a hangar, renting a hangar? So they directed me to the right person. So I went to his office and I said, I'd like to rent a hangar. He said, well, we have a waiting list. He said, "Uh, I can't promise you one right away. He said, but I'll let you fill out an application. So he gave me the application and it wrote, it said, name, name of business, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, address, phone number. And then it said, description of airplane. Well, I left it blank because I didn't know what kind of airplane the Lord was going to give me. It said, uh, single engine, twin engine, turbo, jet. I didn't know. I left it blank. N number. I didn't know the N number. I hadn't got the airplane in the natural yet. I left it blank. So the only thing I could do on that application that was left on the application was sign my name. I handed it back to him. He said, you didn't complete the application. I said, I, I filled in everything I know. He said, well, do you have an airplane? I said, yes, I have an airplane. He said, but you don't know what kind it is. I said, uh, no, I don't know what kind it is. He said, you don't even know the N number. I said, no, I don't know the end number. He said, well, is it a single, twin, turbo, jet? I said, I don't know that either. <laughs> he said, do you really have an airplane? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, well, why don't you know these things? He said, we only rent hangers to people that know these things. And I had my New Testament in my pocket. I pulled it out in a little New Testament. To Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things for th- substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I said, sir, I don't know if you understand this or not, but I am believing God for an airplane. And according to Mark 11:23 and 24 and Hebrews chapter 11, I must believe I receive it before it can happen. And in James chapter 2, it says, faith without corresponding actions is void of power. So I need a hanger so I'll have corresponding actions. He said, no, I don't understand it." I said, well, it's not important for you to understand it. It's important for me to understand it. So I need a hanger. He said, well, we don't have a hanger available. And if we did, I only rent them out to people who actually have an airplane. I said, sir, look at this. And I read to him the amplified verse. Faith is the title deed to things hoped for and things not seen. I said, I have a car outside It's my car. You want me to show it to you? It's my car. But I didn't bring the title deed. But it is my car. Mm -hmm. I don't have an airplane outside that I can show you. But I do have title deed to it. My faith is my title deed. Right. He said, Well, I still don't understand that. I said, It's not important you understand it, it's important I understand it. Now, do I get a hanger? He said, I can't give you a hanger. There's a waiting list, and even if there was one available, I only give them to people who actually have airplanes. (laughs) I said, okay, here's my final word to you. Are you a Christian? He said, oh yes, I'm a Christian. I said, when you get to heaven, if you died tomorrow and you got to heaven and God asked you, why didn't you give Jerry Savelle a hanger? You prevented him from having an airplane. Can you live with that? He said, no, I'll give you my hanger. (laughs) So he gave me his hanger and I had a hanger and it was just a matter of a few days the airplane
1: manifested. That's (laughs) funny. That's a good story. So I just want to encourage you. Of course, uh, be led by the Holy Spirit. Right. Don't do what I did (laughs) just
0: because I did it.
1: Exactly. Be led by the Holy Spirit, but step out and whatever it is you need to do to prepare yourself and get ready for what that thing is that you are believe in God for, then you can't do that. Don't just sit around and wait, but do what you need to do.
0: Amen. Did you get to cover all your points?
1: No, I thought we'd do it when we come okay, back. Okay,
0: we'll finish it when we come back. What's the announcement. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Did you know patience is one of the greatest keys to receiving from God? It's through faith and patience that you obtain the promises of God. Today's special offer includes Dr. Savell's book, Life of Faith, his four part CD series, Quitting is Not an Option, and Jerry Ann Savell's audio CD, Faith and Patience. By applying the principles in this faith filled package, you will strengthen your resolve for God's promises, develop the power to conquer the temptation to quit, and learn the skills to overcome stress and frustration. You can outlast any challenge and become the winner God calls you to be don't delay any longer. Call or go online now to jerrysavell.org and request your copy of the Faith and Patience special package. Your victory is on the way. If you stand strong and stay the course, you will see God's favor and blessing. Call or go online now to jerrysavell.org.
1: You may be right now in that waiting process. You're waiting and believe in God and you're standing And the Lord has shared with me these six things, is to remember that God is faithful to his word, to recall what he's done for you in the past, to worship in the waiting, and then to speak and confess and talk as if that thing has already happened. The fifth thing, to prepare and plan as if it's happened. And the sixth thing, I've grown up knowing this, is to sow seed. You always sow seed towards whatever it is you're believing God for. And that doesn't always have to be money. You sow seed in friendships. You sow seed in your time. But sow a seed towards whatever you're believing God for.
0: Well, the James chapter 2 makes this statement and it verifies what she's saying here. It's talking about Abraham when he was asked to offer his son Isaac on the altar. Uh, Isaac became Abraham's offering. And it says in verse 22, seeing thou how faith wrought with works and by works was faith made perfect. Now, another translation amplified, another translation says that Abraham added some corresponding actions to his faith through making Isaac an offering. And it says when he was willing to sow Isaac as an offering, And what was, what was Abraham believing for? God had promised him that from Isaac would come a mighty nation. His seed would become a mighty nation. Well, Abraham knew that dead boys can't produce that. And so he was willing to lay him on the altar and he was prepared to go all the way. And God stopped him and said, Abraham, I know that you trust me. And Abraham's willingness to sow Isaac as an offering. The Bible says his faith was made perfect. And another translation says his faith reached supreme expression. That's why you need to sow a seed. If you're believing God for a miracle, a breakthrough in your life, not only talk it, not only prepare to stand for it and don't give up, not only uh, praise God for it in advance, but sow a seed, because sowing a seed causes your faith to reach supreme expression. So do that. Pray about where to sow a seed, and cause your faith to reach supreme expression. And just get ready; your breakthrough is on its way. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget our special offer resource package. Uh, go to jerrysevell.org, and uh, all the ordering information is there. And we look forward to ministering to you again next week. So until then, remember your faith will overcome the world.